0: Welcome to cellular agriculture for pandemic free future. My name is George Ortega. This is episode number 35 and I'm recording it on Tuesday, August 25th at about 2:17 PM Eastern time. All right. As I've said in the past, I'm trying to find a way to convey this message in a positive tone uh, with, with a po- positive theme, you know, rather than, than focusing on how dangerous it is to continue farming animals. It might be easier to to accept what we need to do by by exploring, I suppose in in a very religious sense, the wonderful world we can create by ending animal farming, not just keeping us very safe from future pandemics, and not just keeping us healthier, because the, these clean meats will be uh, healthier for us personally, less saturated fat, less cholesterol. Uh, instead of those kinds of fats, they can make them with omega-3 fats that are are uh, actually very healthy. And, um, But beyond that, beyond that, um, this could be the beginning of creating a much, much more wonderful world in so many ways. Um, Imagine, imagine if we decide to do this, We we, we, we spend Fifty billion dollars. We we start releasing these funds early next year, and uh, and the young researchers, the, the biologists and chemists, engineers that are are needed to uh, to bring these these cellular agriculture clean meat products to market. They um, they start working on it, and they become enthusiastic and. The problems emerge, you know the research and development problems, and they get publicized and uh, The really bright minds who are good at at solving those kinds of problems get involved and uh, and all of a sudden you have you you have a world just working on something really wonderful and uh and it's the entire world, it's, um, well, initially, initially it'd be the researchers, but, you know, if we fast forward to let's say three years from now, when they've solved the research challenges, when, when those $50 billion have paid for enough researchers, enough equipment, enough, enough resources, to to successfully meet the challenges to actually build these plants, these food processing plants where this clean meat and fish and and dairy and eggs will be produced three years from now. And and we're producing them all over the world, not just in the United States, not just in the rich countries, but throughout the world, South America, Africa, Asia, and and the entire world is involved in in this grand endeavor. And and people realize that, you know, in order to, for example, feed the the poorest of us who ordinarily can't afford meat and fish and dairy, they can now afford these, these foods. And it goes beyond that. Um, the livestock industry, the the animal farming we have now, is responsible for about 15%, almost 15% of the greenhouse gases that are fueling climate change. And by transitioning from farming animals to clean meat, we can probably reduce those emissions there's There's been one estimate that has said like between 90 to 97% fewer emissions, even if it's not that great a savings. Uh, if we, we can reduce it even from, from 14% to 7%, that's a major, major development in the fight against climate change that may inspire many more kinds of enterprises you know solar wind, you know nuclear the, the different kinds of um, answers we have to climate change in other words like by uh, by ending factory farming by, by having the world now consume these uh, these much healthier, much more environmentally friendly foods, we might just um, jumpstart this climate change initiative that, of course, would be much grander, but it would be a perfect way to do it. You know, it it would show us, it would reveal to us that we're capable of doing something really, really good, something not just for ourselves, but for the future. You know, if we can... If we can hand our children and great-grandchildren and grandchildren um, a world without pandemics, that's a great, that's a wonderful gift. And, And it's not just a world without pandemics, it's a world without we human beings afflicting so many animals each year, 70 billion. That's that's the kind of change that I believe could could just again um, jumpstart so many other kinds of similar initiatives. You know, to to as as we succeed with becoming much kinder to animals, to to pigs and 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 cows and chickens. And all these animals, we we will be awakening that that kind of compassion for ourselves, for each other. You know, we, we'll um, we'll find the poverty that afflicts that way too many of us um, unacceptable, and, and we'll address that, and, and we'll, we'll cooperate with that. You know, um, we will we will elect leaders who. Um, who have the interests of the people in mind and who have the resources from rich countries like us and you know investments from us in China and, and other, other countries. And, um, and our world will, will see that, um, that we can um, end this global poverty. We can have healthcare medicine, clean water, for everyone. So let's not underestimate how much good can happen by our undertaking this great mission to, um, to give future generations a pandemic-free world. And the wonderful thing is that we really don 't have a choice in this. Um, in other words it it pretty much has to happen because the alternative is 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 not anything that anyone wants you know to, to live in fear of another pandemic like this that could happen five years from now or ten years from now or fifteen years from now um, I don't think that's you know something. I think that as we open our economy again, as we um, as we eventually don't have to wear masks anymore, you know, after we're, as we're able to come together and socialize again, you know, go go to each other's houses and congregate, you know, by the hundreds after as we restore that kind of society, that kind of world, we're gonna gonna understand how blessed we are to be in this kind of world that, that, that that we had before this pandemic and that we're having again once this is done. And we will value it so much more strongly, so much more greatly that we'll see the, the the powerful logic powerful imperative to uh, make this transition to spend this 50 billion dollars and then get these these you know pandemic free products to market everywhere in the world and initially at prices that are comparable to what we pay for meat and fish and dairy now but eventually probably perhaps very soon after, perhaps in four or five years, these products could be much less expensive than the meat and dairy and eggs we buy now. Now that's how powerful this technology is. And um, that's something to look forward to. That's something to, uh, to inspire us to um, To together, collectively as a world, work on. Um, so yeah, it, it um. It seems very new. It, it is very new. It's revolutionary, you know. To no longer farm animals, to no longer afflict so many animals and, and incur God's wrath for such cruelty, to move from that kind of world to a world where we're all sentient beings are um, are treated kindly, where we. We um, we can probably, while while decades ago it was necessary to um, to conduct experiments on, on mice and rabbits and pigs um, to um, to provide cures for human conditions and uh, and uh, medicines, you know, to, to 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 test that our medicines work. We're probably right now already in a world where our technology allows us to to create our medicines without afflicting these animals. We probably know enough um, biochemistry and and with computer analysis and all, our technology is probably already advanced enough to then also do away with, with laboratory animals. And um Yeah uh, um then of course the zoos, you know the zoos um I suppose some some animals, for example, like our, our domestic cats and dogs may enjoy the attention of, of, of visitors of you know spectators like i am mean, perhaps like this the seals in in an aquarium um some some animals may enjoy that um but we we can probably we should probably also do away with with the many animals in zoos that um do away with the practice of of keeping so many animals in zoos and in cages um, where they're probably not all that content. Um, perhaps, you know, like, yeah, just there's some zoos again that, that, um, that have these, um, expansive grounds where, uh, where the animals, you know, may actually fare better than in the wild because they're well fed, they don't have predators to, um, Worry about. But we'd, we'd, we'd look at that. Um, but it's not just about the animals. Um, in order for us to maintain our civilization for the next decades leading up to 2100 we're going to have to make profound changes related to climate change. We're going to have to um, basically end fossil fuels and natural gas, just have everything be clean energy and, and reduce the, uh, the emissions and perhaps sequester the carbon that's already in the, in the atmosphere. And uh, while our experts sometimes tell us that it's too late, that um, what we could have done, we should have done last decade or the decade before, and it's no longer possible to, uh, to stop this runaway global warming where the, the earth gets hotter and hotter and, and doesn't stop. Sometimes these assessments are, are made on a business as usual scenario model where um, they don't account for extraordinary changes to our society, like for example, transitioning from farming animals to sell cultured meat and, uh, and thereby reducing our carbon footprint by Seven to ten, thirteen, fourteen percent. We might be able to. Yeah, um, it's conceivable that this new um, food industry could be carbon neutral. Um, um, that's a that's a that's a major goal, but. The idea is that if we can succeed with transitioning from farming animals to cellular agriculture, we can demonstrate to ourselves, as a world working together, that um, that we have the will, the initiative, the resolve to finally tackle climate change um, successfully, effectively. Um, also think about how good we will feel doing this. You know, this is something, you know, the way we treat animals, many of us understand the cruelty behind it and and we're in denial of it, but we understand it. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if that understanding um, just exacts a price on our, on our sense of well-being. You know, sometimes in order to feel as good as we can feel, as much happiness as we can feel, we sometimes need to feel that we deserve this happiness. That um, we're fulfilling our our moral obligations. And so uh, by by transcending, by evolving beyond this factory farming system, we can um, we can also um, feel much better about who we are as a species, and that can even fuel greater um, greater accomplishments um, emotionally, um, interrelationally. We we you know. As a result of our a greater sense of morality and greater happiness, we can um, achieve greater um, social connections, better social connections. So, um, and that's what uh, that's what we should, uh, I believe, be focused on. Yes, we, you know, again, we may not realize it right now, but soon enough, we'll understand that the only way to pr- protect ourselves from future pandemics is to make this transition. And as soon as that happens, then again, it. it, it, it we might, two, three years to do all the research, to build the factories. You know, um, we have the resources to to do that. Um, Think about it, think, you know, this is like, this this would involve the entire world. Um, Research being conducted everywhere, uh, construction being constructed. And for example, like right now, you know, we have the the meat has to be shipped, the fish, the dairy, it has to be shipped. You know, sometimes like hundreds or perhaps thousands of miles, and where you know we can make these plants in every country, so that each region is growing their own food. They're not dependent on other regions, other countries for their food. Uh, and and these these. The, the, these projects, constructing these, these factories will create jobs everywhere, not just in the United States. It will put people to work. They will, um, will expand and strengthen the economies of every country. You know, and, and think, think how much less each country will be paying for these food products I think of the savings in those terms. Um, yeah, so it's, um, because it's something that has to happen for us to be safe, um, it's something that um, almost assuredly will, um, again, the alternatives to live in fear or the actual experience of the next pandemic. And I think we're too smart to let that happen. I think we value you know, our world, our society, what we've built, what our ancestors bequeathed to us through their work, through their struggle, often with, through their lives. You know, we've created a, a wonderful world that needs to be made more wonderful for it to continue, for it to to be sustained, and so uh, so that's um, that's what we must do, and uh, and it seems that that's what we will do. I like I like delivering this kind of message it's harder for some reason for me i'm not sure why um but you know as i as i hear myself delivering this message today it resonates well Um, and again this is this is episode number 36 and i'm going to be making a new episode every weekday as long as god allows me for as long as it takes so perhaps um, in a few weeks or a month or you know, relatively soon, I'll be uh, talking in this way throughout the episodes. And you'll be understanding what we need to do in this way, not from the perspective of fear, you know, and, and, and guilt over the cruelty that, that we um, That we, um, that we afflict all those animals with. It, it may be that, that both approaches are necessary, you know, to, to, for example, with God, we love God, but we also fear God. We understand the consequences of not fulfilling Certain very important mitzvahs, commandments. Um, so, but you know, our, our generally um, our love for God um, far exceeds our fear of God. You know, because we are fulfilling the mitzvahs, and so in the same way, we can we can move toward this new f- future, not moving away from. A dreaded possibility, but moving toward a much more wonderful reality. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I think you know what. What I need to do, I guess. I um, I'm gonna like look to the internet. For some um, some inspiration on how to deliver this kind of message, you know, the message of hope, um, message um, that um, that presents a far more wonderful future, you know, and and and, um, and encourages us and motivates us to move toward that future. To, to become better people, to become much, much better people. Um, if I can't find much material, then I'll, I'll learn by, by practice. I'll you know, keep doing this until, hopefully we'll get better and better and um, it'll work. All right, well, we have about a minute and a half left. Um, hope you're having a, um, a good Wednesday watch this program every Monday through Friday here on White Plains Community Community Media Channel 76 if you get Optimum, 45 if you get Verizon. And the episodes are also on video in on YouTube. And you can also um, listen to the episodes, uh, the audio versions through iTunes, Spotify, and some other platforms um, you know, on, on your cell phone, mobile phone on your iPad um, or tablet talk to um, talk to your friends and family and associates about this um, try to get them to understand um, you know, it's, it's not a complicated matter that um, you know the likelihood of future pandemics unless we do this is, very strong. And that's not something we, we want to live with. So our only reasonable choice is to make this transition. And, um, and as more and more people learn about it, um, we can do it much, much sooner. All right. Thanks for watching. And I will see you again tomorrow.